Hey, gang. Uh, this week we watched The Lovebirds, the 2020 Netflix original movie starring Issa Rae and Kumail Nanjiani. This one was directed by Michael Showalter. I saw it out of the corner of my eye when the movie started, and I thought it said Michael Shannon, and I got really excited because it was Michael Showalter. All right, let's get to it. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, I'm I'm Tate Becker. I'm Tyler Chavez. And I'm Riley Bradford. And I'm Arvin Van Eyck, and welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. I'd like to start with a um, with a, a what I think is one of the best analogies ever for this film, which can be viewed now on Netflix, and I recommend doing that before watching all the super important spoilers. We're about to go over, so spoiler alert. So I'd like to rewind back to 2018 when um, the fanboy enraging film Star Wars The Last Jedi came out. <laughs> As you might remember, the the finale of that film took place on a planet called Crate in the Star Wars universe. Of course. Now, as uh, and if you... We zoom in a little further to to that section of the movie, and, and you remember the lightsaber fight between Kylo Ren and Luke, where Luke was like a force projection ghost. So, like him stepping on the snow covered planet didn't move the snow, revealing the red stone underneath. So, I'm calling this the crate story analogy, and it and it it basically, you know, it's how how deep the plot line of a story gets now. I think in this situation, the lovebirds is on the Luke side of things. Like in that scene, Kylo Ren moves his foot and like scrapes away the snow. And you see like the red mining stone underneath. Um, you know, there's pro- there's movies like, you know, Schindler's List with so much character development and stuff like that. That like that take like big scoops and chunks out of the crate surface. This movie is is a force projection ghost that just slides along the top and does not and does not <laughs> like reveal anything underneath. It's just doesn't mean doesn't mean it's not like a worth a watch or anything like that. It's just the most like simple storyline you've seen it before kind of thing. And also backtracking to our season one, uh, which is a compilation of four episodes um, for the spoilers only please podcast. Yeah, there's game night, and I feel like this was kind of like in the realm of that kind of movie where it's like a bunch of kooky adults uh, go on some crazy adventures and meet some crazy people in one night, and then nothing changes. I was um, thinking of game night so and, much during this movie, mainly right, how I I'd much rather like, would be watching game night. I know. I literally someone asked me what I was watching, and I was just like, "Oh, it's like game night," but now game night, game night's really good. So it's like there, it's like game night good, I started thinking of um, that Kevin Hart movie with um, The Rock in it, but that's like three different movies. But you know which one I'm talking about. Central Intelligence. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah no, it, it's, it, it's like in the vein of those movies where it's just kind of, But this one was like teetering on the not great side. I wouldn't my, say my, teetering. I would say it was in the deep end. It was bad. I, I took notes for this movie. I haven't taken notes for any of our movies, but I was like... Oh boy, and I made a good category and a bad category, and I'm pretty sure I only have. Nope, that's not. I for good, I had editing not bad, and then for bad, I put in the biggest font I could Hobbs and Shaw reference. Oh, yeah, because <laughs> there was a Hobbs and Shaw joke in this movie, and I was like, I mean, I was like, I might as well just turn it off. That was the worst. Like what a way to date your movie than with like a mo- a blockbuster that will be forgotten in 10 years. A blockbuster that I, I already forgot. Dude. And I, I wrote down specific actors here. Also, I just need to, I need to talk about this. So in the film, the, the film is basically about this couple. It picks up where they meet and it's Issa Rae and Kumail Nanjiani and like they hit it off. And then it's like four years later and they're arguing and they like, basically hit a guy with their car and then get wrapped up in this like weird cult thing trying to like, it doesn't really have any impact on the story. It's just kind of like, Oh, they're like being put into confusing situations. It's all things game night does better. And there's, there's 
basically Issa Rae, like her little tiny backstory they give her is that she's like an ad campaign person. Like she comes up with ads and Kumail Nanjiani is a documentary filmmaker. Nowhere in this movie does it explain how he makes money at all. It's like he's been working on the same movie for years. And, and I'm like, how much money do you make working in a writer's room for ads to support you and a person you're living with's rent? I, I, I imagine a lot because it sounds like she came up with the, according to the lore of this film, she came up with the Axe deal. I guess it's it's basically supposed to be the Axe um, ad campaign where um, a dude smells bad, he puts on Axe, and then every girl wants to fuck him. That's that makes basically the ad they were not only funded their apartment, but also part of this movie. But still for four, for four years... Um, Kumail Nanjiani just just hung out and yep. just didn't do and anything. He's color yeah, correcting yeah, this doc. <laughs> I also enjoyed how like the things they said to each other, like to me, had a lot more weight than just one night of wacky shenanigans. Like she's like, I think you're a failure at everything you do, right? And he's like, Well, now that we almost got murdered, I can look past that. I'm like, tomorrow you'll wake up and feel like a failure. Still, I was like, What, dude? Yeah, I know. Even though they, sometimes they were fighting as like a distraction, I I will I will rest my big swing introduction to this episode here. But I'd like to point out my two main problems with this movie is that one, they based it in New Orleans and oh didn't have God. like any interesting set pieces. It all looked like boring. I was impressed. I was impressed how they managed to take one of the most stylistic cities in the country and made it look incredibly bland. <laughs> I know. And then the other thing was that this is one of those comedies that just ignores logic for the sake of things being funny. Like, let's, there's a scene in which they bust into like a bunch of frat dudes who work for a cult for some reason. It, they never explain it. They don't have to. This movie, like I said, is on the crate spectrum on, on the very surface side, right? Um, and my biggest issue with this is that, like, yes, they didn't do anything illegal. Like, they hit a guy with a car. Like, maybe that's, like, an accidental manslaughter charge if they had actually killed him. But they didn't, right? And they were like, oh, we had the traffic cam footage, so we know it wasn't you guys. And that's, like, the twist, which is, like, what? Just the most deus ex machina thing. But Kumail Nanjiani assaults this frat guy in his home after breaking in. And it's like, okay, you guys are already in a bad situation so why just assault this innocent frat guy for no reason? That When that happened, I was like, this is a movie that sacrifices just things that make sense for things that it tries to make funny. And I, I like a lot of comedies just suffer from this and it's all in the writing. And this, that, that was this, this movie's culprit. Number one. This movie's fucking hot dookie, poopy, shit, caca. I, fuck, I hated this movie. I hated this. The more I think about this, I hated this movie so much. I thought this movie was worse than Hellboy. I'm gonna say it. Tell us more, Tyler. I, okay, so... Worse than Hellboy. Because, like, I, like I, I... This was an hour and 26 minutes that felt like it was two and a half hours for me. The, end the first movie, half hour was a long half hour. It was a long half hour. So awful there's this horrible scene where they're eating in a diner and they order milkshakes and the milkshakes are just gone there's a full plate of french fries and then the entire plate of french fries is gone and none of them is milkshake monologue they, they did, uh so the the main antagonist of this movie is named oh i wrote him down as one of the worst actors his he's just called years. mustache he doesn't even have that much of a fucking mustache the girl from Pitch Perfect is also awful. They fucking... She played the senator's wife. Oh, my so, God. Her accent is just unbearable. Yeah. It was when so he, he, So they all break into, like, this, ran, this random fraternity's apartment. And Mustache, who has hired these frat boys to help him blackmail um, a watered-down version of the cult from... Um, what is it? Eyes Wide Shut? Eyes Wide Open? And mustache fucking shoots one of the guys and they use the sound of a silenced pistol but it is very clear oh. that his his gun is not silenced Tyler I did it's so bad it's like, it's like 
But like he has, there's, it's just a normal. It's pistol. a normal pistol. I didn't even realize it's that. so. This movie made me like listening to the main characters converse with each other. This movie made me like not want to be in my thirties. This movie made me like not want to be in like a long term relationship in my thirties. Like this movie, there's, I, I hated. I hated so much about this. It was just like agonizing. It was. Like, you know what else? I just realized this now. Every time, like, something bad is going on when it could be stressful, cops just show up. Nobody's around to call them. Like, at the docks at the end, right? Like, they're, he's, he's, like, about to shoot them, so the bad guy has definitely not called the cops yet. And then they, like, shoot him, and then he would definitely have drowned in the water, but for plot reasons, that is ignored. And then the cops just show up to end the movie. I take it back. This movie does not sacrifice logic for comedy. It just sacrifices logic. They, so they shoot him. He's in the water. The cops clearly have taken like hours because when he gets shot, it's night. And then when the cops show up, the sun is rising, but he's alive. I was like, he would have drowned. He was in the water for like two hours. This is the most angry I've ever seen Tyler. I just, I ever. hate it so much because it wasn't just like, Hellboy was bad, but, like, I feel like Hellboy, there was, like, some competence in the production and the making of the movie. Like, I didn't notice anything glaring wrong with how the Hellboy was made. I noticed how poorly this movie was made. Like, at the end, when they fucking break into this cult's secret orgy, which I will say, the orgy foreshadowing joke was, you know, at least it kind of paid off. Um... But I knew it was going to be. Yeah, so... It didn't subvert any expectations. They fucking... They discover our leads have infiltrated their cults, and... Oh, this uh, is awful. They're in this giant theater, and they get tipped off that the cops are coming, so they, they all evacuate. So they all run out. Not one minute later, all the cops run in, and later they say, oh, someone tipped them off and we missed them. Like, you were in a fucking theater. There's only one or two ways to enter the theater. You all came in through the same entrance. How did you not? Like, it was just so, it was incompetent. It was just incompetently made, I think. And what do they mean they almost busted? Them? Yeah, and the cops are like, oh yeah, we knew about this. They walked past every member of the cult, and then they were like, we could have busted. Exactly. Them, but you guys. I was going to say, I thought about this, and the cult. Besides having people murdered, but they don't have that on them because they don't know that the cop is doing it. The cult doesn't break any laws. Not really. Just a bunch of it's, adults who want to have no. It's just others. a large no, swingers club. Out a theater, but a theater's like a, a public. Well, no, it's a private. Event. No, it's a private space. If you're renting it out, it's a private event. You can do it. I mean, as long as they're abiding by the theater's rules. If they talk, they have to have talk Which, with the theater, maybe. But if the theater doesn't have good like representation they probably don't have a clause in their contract that says hey don't have a cult like or this also they use like their yeah. own bed so they're preventing the stage from like getting messed up from the orgy now can, can we call a theater can we call a theater logistics of the logistics of like renting out a theater for an orgy? well i was gonna say these are like congressmen you know when That's that, true. When they were like, when they were like, oh, they hit this guy. Like, I assume to be some kind of drug thing, and they'd get involved in a drug cult there. And then, but then when they whipped out the the orgy cult and like the weird masks, I was just like, What's when they happening? brought in a senator, I thought it was going to be like, oh, the senator's like having an affair or is in like some trafficking or human trafficking thing and it's just no him and his wife are just part of a large swingers group and it's all very consensual. They just wear masks. So, okay, um, that's a lot of things to go over. Arvind and Riley, what, what did you guys think of the movie? I have three notes. Three notes. One, New Orleans, what a random city. Great city, don't get me wrong. But so random. How yeah. often have you seen a movie that takes place in New Orleans? I can name one, Princess and the Frog. I was going to say, can you name one other than the Princess and the Frog? No. 
Okay, good. Wait, hold on, hold on. Give me Google give me it. Second. Google it. I'm gonna go to my next point. No, no, no. I, I don't. I, I'm I'm going off the dome. Keep going through your okay, notes. Okay. Uh, number two. Why didn't they use Uber? You would think coming off of Stuber, they would want to put some <laughs> Uber product placement no, here, but they only use Lyfts. No, I was like, I was like, does Kumail Nanjiani is he only doing rideshare inclusive movies now? Like, <laughs> I'm, uh, the, the MCU Eternals movie, it's, it's probably gonna have. Uh, what's another one? Is there um, Lyft Ubers or is there? Don't use Lime scooters in, in the MCU. Oh, okay. There you go. <laughs> um, okay. Here's another one. This comes. This this goes back to a movie we watched uh, last week. Um, Firework, the song by Katy Perry. Yes. Made another That's, big I appearance in this too. movie. I thought that was so Why? weird. I, dude, I just have to say, I acted out the, uh, like, I was alone by myself watching this movie. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. And I acted out the Leonardo DiCaprio, like, oh, where he, like, snaps at the, that, that gif that's going around when it's like, you hear the name <laughs> of the movie in the movie. And he's like, oh, here it is from the scene in Once Upon a Time yep. in Hollywood. I acted that out when the cops said, "All right, yeah. birds, time to go." <laughs> at the end, and I was That's like, I was like oh, and I snapped at everything. Here's my problem. Can I share? Just a yes, please. Yeah, firework. We are firework came out in 2010. This movie takes place in around 2019, 2020. They've been dating for four years. I find it very weird. It's not like fireworks a song that's played all the time. I find right. it very weird. It should have at off. least been Roar. It should have at least been Roar by Katie. It should have been something at least a little more recent. Mm. It just seemed like <laughs> the writer didn't listen to music. Anaconda by Nicki Minaj. See, but also, Firework was in the interview, which is a 2014 movie. So it was even weird for it to be. But yeah, but like. You, you know, know, they were writing it and it was Kim Jong un probably only consumes so much American culture. It's on its slight. Right? It's on a four year delay, yeah. is what you're telling me. Yeah, yeah, that's what I, I mean, that's what I thought, you know, like, he's not, but he's not, he's not, like, love in America, right? In real life and in the interview verse. Does this take place in the interview verse? That's the question. Is the world on a four-year delay? Is there going to be a crossover? I don't know. Did anyone, there any actors? Did anyone see, um, The Big Sick? Yeah. Dude, I swear, I Amazing swear show. he, he... What is he? It's the same director. Do? Yeah. It's no. I was about to say it's most of the same creative team. Wow. Um, behind the film. There's ride chairs in that movie, right? No, there's Ray Romano. Yeah. There is no. There <laughs> is ride chairs. He's an Uber driver. <laughs> there's ride chairs. There's ride chairs in that movie, dude. Oh, that's fantastic. They must have figured the producers must be like tight with some people at Uber and Lyft or something, and they're and that that's how they get product placement, right? Tyler, you say this was worse. I mean, at least Lyft and Uber, like, they make sense as product placements. But Hellboy having monster <laughs> energy in the movie, like, plain as day. That's you know I was going to say, no, Riley, Hellboy is not as bad as the, or no, Hellboy is worse than this movie on the sole premise that Hellboy was two and a half hours long, and this movie felt like I watched an episode of TV. It was so really, short. I had the exact opposite. I, like, had to fight myself from checking how long I was in it. Because I knew, no, like, no, oh, an hour 26, if it's bad, it won't be that long. I felt like I was in here for two hours. It went by, like, lightning. It went the by first really 30 minutes were really long for me. After that, smooth sailing. You know who's a cool dude? Is it Keith? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Keith yeah. Was cool. Oh, yeah. Cool. You know, also, one thing I liked, which I think was a jab at Logan Paul, was that hipster that they like showed the footage on the news of him like recording his reaction to it with the dead body behind him. Oh, maybe. yeah, that could have been. It was just a moment. It was just a moment. Like it probably wasn't even that, but I just thought it was kind of funny where he's like, it was his reaction. Like I'm so upset about what I just witnessed, but he's got like the dead body right behind him, mm -hmm. which you know it makes about as much sense as the rest of the movie. But I thought, you know, any jab at Logan Paul's a good jab. Yeah. Tate, I'm. But if Logan Paul, if you're listening, love your. Comments. Also, come on our podcast. We'll review your movie that just came out. No, we won't. Oh, what's it called? <laughs> I don't know. I forgot. Dude, I looked it up after you mentioned it. What's it? Oh, it's the uh, airplane mode. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. looked it up. 
that looks like it was shot like five years ago. Yeah, it doesn't look good. It does no, it just does it looks like Logan Paul how he looked like five years ago. Yeah. I think it just took him like five years to edit. Casey Neistat's in it. Oh god. You know what's oh, yes. something I did appreciate about this movie? I thought about it a lot. Um Kumail's beard. He has a great beard. It was really, really I didn't I, like I don't it. Know, like, every time Sometimes there was a close up, it just looked so clean, thick. you know? I think you just have beard envy, Tyler. I might. No, his beard is like they what also... I would kill for my beard to be in terms of like connection and shape. How did you feel about I'm not gonna lie the shirtless Kumail tease, by the way? Because he's apparently super he is in shape super now, buff. right? But then he took his shirt off, and then they just went to a, he- a head close-up. And I was like, I'm oh. not going to lie, the acting wasn't good. Like, they, Issa Rae and Kumail were also... What a downgrade from the... Right? Movie. Like, yeah. he's a good actor. I, I haven't seen Issa Rae before. I hear a lot of things about her. I've heard her HBO shows really good. Mm-hmm. But Star- this just felt like... Just like some studio garbage. And it was supposed to premiere at South by Southwest, which is so weird to me. Like, imagine... It's just because it has famous people. Imagine going to South by Southwest. Even and- Sundance, even Sundance takes that low blow sometimes, where they're like, "Here's all these really cool international films, all these really awesome movies, and then here's uh, Downhill or whatever with uh, Will Ferrell because Will Ferrell's in it." Yeah, and it's a remake of a of oh, the better also, version um, of the movie. That Palm, I mean, Palm Springs sold for the highest amount of money, and I heard it was Garbo, Adam oh, Sand. The, um, well, Andy Sandberg, yeah. Andy I'm surprised we've gone well, this far without addressing the fact that we almost met Kumail this past summer, Tate. I was waiting oh, for that. Yeah, that's true. We should have warned him. Don't don't read that script. Don't, <laughs> don't do this movie. <laughs> we could have stopped him. We could have stopped him. If we could go back, if I could go back in time and change any moment in history, it'd be showing up 15 minutes earlier to that movie theater and getting a ticket. So we, we could have met him and his parents. Aaron, his parents, who were in The Big Sick. Yeah. I think we've talked the about The Big Sick was a fantastic film. If anyone's listening, don't watch Lovebirds. Watch that instead. This movie had three writers. Oh, oh, the other thing that really didn't make sense to me was at the beginning of the movie, they're, they're getting ready to go to their friend's party or whatever. The, the guy, yeah. Keith, right? And then... They go through all these events. They get captured and tortured and all this stuff. They break into the frat place. They go shopping at a store. And then they show up to the party. I was thinking the same thing. Time in this movie makes no sense. Also, they leave. Time is a construct. the, The premise of this envelope of pictures is that a man was murdered for it. So she goes, oh, it's all good. I'll leave it at my friend's place whose party I've been ditching. They never follow yeah. up, I just realized. There's oh, no need to. Man. It's fine. Just leave it alone. Dude, the, you know what this is like? I don't remember if the movie's good or bad, so, like, nobody nobody shit on me. Date night. With That's the- exactly what I said earlier, and it just is. It's just the same movie with more modern leads, younger people. Hmm. And, like, it's the same exact movie besides... I don't remember what it was in that movie that they get roped into, but I remember it was this big. I think it was like, mob like they weren't getting along because I remembered like that was that came out around the same time that Crazy Stupid Love did, and that's a great movie. Um, so I always get them confused a little bit, but yeah, I remember that movie. Where this movie just yeah. hid behind two shiny names, and then it came out and. You know, like I, when Tyler and I were in Los Angeles this spring, like everywhere you went, you saw billboards. So much. Oh, my God. If you're going to buy a bunch of billboards for a movie, it's not good. They, yeah. You got two famous people and spent the rest of the money. Yeah. Right? Like this movie looks, like it looks cheap. It, it, it looks like it didn't have a high budget at all. I think I'd be more on Tyler's side of things um, if... I had paid to see this movie I agree. in the theater. Yeah. On Netflix, I think it's a good background movie. Like it's not like I I would if we move on to the section where recommend or not recommend, I'd say this movie is fine. It doesn't get deep, but if you don't go in with the expectations like that, then you'll probably be fine. I actually um a very close friend of mine knows somebody 
who knows the person who shot this movie. And I did actually think some of the cinematography I thought the, the cult great. scene cinematography was great. Mm-hmm. I thought, I, I don't know. I thought it was good. It's just, I wish on the set design and location side of things, they could have found some cooler stuff. It definitely was to filmed in Toronto. At, did know? they actually shoot any of this in New they Orleans? They definitely shot this in Toronto. No, they did They no did way. shoot it in New Orleans. What? Shut up. No way. <clears throat> Maybe the party scene where they're up on that balcony where they meet the woman in, who's dressed like a 1940s detective. Oh, yeah. For no reason. Um, I forgot that's a senator's wife. I, I was really confused. That was... That scene was the worst acting ever. I was just like, I I don't we're we're really digging in. Is oh my god, it was like? actually filmed in New Orleans. That's yeah. crazy. Um, on my end, there is nothing. I I was gonna say if it was recommend or don't recommend. If you want to watch something just dumb with your family to pass the time in quarantine, this will do it. But then there's the origin yeah, you scene can't really watch that. that you know, if you I watch a movie, that movie, and you're like, no, that's right. Should, yeah. I wish there was like a like a website where it's like, is this okay to watch? There, well, there kind of is. It's called PluggedIn.com. It's a it's a conservative uh, Christian movie website that I've heard. I've heard of this. Can do you do you have a? You log don't need a login. You, log you just sort of hop on. I can hear. Well, while everyone talks, I'll look up what they had to say about um, about love about the love fruits. There's also Common Sense Media, which and, I used to use. To try to convince my parents to let me. I use plugged in to let my parents see Iron Man Two. It's a good Iron one. Man Two. I have a, I have a fun story about Iron Man Two. When I saw that movie in theaters, like the day or a, day after it came out, yeah, I mean, I loved Iron Man One. Saw that in theaters too. Blew my mind. It's why it's probably why I'm so dedicated to the MCU to this day. Um, but I was watching Iron Man Two in in mid fight. Um, it was the scene where Rhodey is, it gets in the silver Iron Man suit and they're fighting in his mansion and they're like throwing stuff at each other. It's like really cool. Yeah. Another, it's you know, been so scene, long because I've seen Iron Man too. Um, right after, and he's like, and it's like Tony Stark trashed in the Iron Man suit. I, I really don't think that movie's that bad. I know a lot of people don't like it, but, um, it was that scene and that's like a good hour into the movie, right? Cause it's pretty long. Movie <laughs> shuts down. Lights come up because there, the air conditioning in the theater wasn't working and the guy came out like the manager of the cinema came out and he was like hey guys uh as you've noticed you're all sweating um if you want to move to a theater with less heat um we'll we'll do that for free but we'll have to restart the movie from the beginning this and i was like dude mid fight like the most tense scene of the movie we were all just like like some people got up, but I was like, like my mom's like, what do you want to do? And I was like, dude, I'm watching the rest of this. Movie. I like that. He I'm, said, I don't care. if you've noticed <laughs> you're sweating, like oh, you look I, down, you're like, not, oh, I like no, to imagine no, that it is. Noticed. I like to imagine that this guy walked in and was like, you may have noticed your armpits are like kind of damp and you kind of smell bad. That's normal. It's called sweat. But everybody in the theater was sweating, so I didn't think it would matter. Also, like, I'm already a prepubescent teen, preteen, so, you know, between, I was like, yeah, between between no matter what. Time. You, were, you were already a sweaty boy, is what you're saying. Yeah. Right. Like, it was an expectation. <laughs> okay. no one was gonna hate on I have bad news. Um, it appears the writers at Plugged In have been furloughed during COVID 19. Oh, no. um, and are now catching up on films. And the last film they reviewed was, I believe, The Invisible Man, which came it. out in March. Wow. So we won't get the Lovebirds review for some time. In the meanwhile, let me read a few a few quick synopsis of some great movies. Um, okay. Scoob Sponsors. is a movie that doesn't quite know what it wants to be when it grows up. Ouch! Right? Does the movie grow? I don't think movies you know, grow. You know, I I heard that I that's that's interesting. You bring that up because I I did watch like something online about uh, somebody talking about the reviews. They weren't reviewing. Well, they think they did review the movie, but they were talking about the real critic reviews for like IndieWire and stuff. And it's all you know because I think critics can be toxic sometimes, and like 
let their view of a movie get in the way of hashtag critics you know, are over party. But <laughs> oh, that was awful. No, I I was like, it's like they all were expecting like the first real movie, like, the first newly released movie to like they they were just ready to write the review for it, and like all these adults were like, it's it's like the jokes don't land. It's not funny enough to be Scooby Doo. It's not like the old cartoons, and it's like you. I watched the trailer. Yeah. This is for four-year-olds. Obviously, this is not like like I think somebody was like they dab in this movie. I was like, who cares, dude? It's for kids. kids. Love it. Obviously, it's not for thirty-year-old. Um, on critics. Bad Education, plugged in said that it was full of foul arrogance and scrupulous greed and illicit gay love affairs, which is accurate. <laughs> yeah. Scoop. No. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna keep looking at them. Let me go. Oh, yeah, they, they really wanted to look at Shaggy and Fred in this one. Everyone That's expected awesome. to be Daphne and Velma, but now hey, Riley, I think, I think, I think this has to be a new, a new segment of a podcast. Every week, you what the religious right says about movies. All right, wait. I'm... Look up Hellboy. Oh, Look cool. up Hellboy. I'm so it just says, like, it's just the Lord's Prayer. I, I just saw Good Boys, which I the found out recently about Good Boys, that uh, me and Tyler's media law professor was an executive producer. Wait, no shit. Or, yeah, he because he, he did the legal counsel on what Good Boys. What the Boy. fuck? I never knew that. Oh, cool. He, I mean, he did the Hunger Games films, too. All of them or, like, just the first one? Uh, all of them. Wow, that's the legal counsel. That yeah, he's crazy. All right. Um, the review starts, ever felt like you didn't belong? Try being Hellboy for a day. That's oddly sympathetic. (laughs) Um, What? This film has no references to Hellboy's faith, but there are plenty to be found elsewhere. Uh, it reminded them of C.S. Lewis's The Chronicles of Narnia in many ways. What? Oh my Um, goodness. Hellboy likes big coats, but he doesn't think much of shirts. As such, his red torso is usually at least partially visible. That was in the sexual content section <laughs> of the review. Which, sure. Um, some negative elements they list. People lie about their motives. Oh, no. Oh, Can't no. have liars. The oh, film has plenty of weaknesses, but I have a Nothing curious appreciation for Guillermo del Toro's original 2004 version of Hellboy and its sequel. In part, that's because of the curiously spiritual questions lurking at the movie's edges. How far can God's grace extend? Wow. What about the, Oh, no, there's the a bunch. There's a bunch about, about the violence. The violence. Huh? Sorry, I'm just picking and choosing. Or the this fact that it uses, like, mythological beings, which are definitely against the Christian faith. Oh, there's some there. Um, yeah, man. Nazis? I mean, hey, it's all right. Anyway, um... I guess we'll move on to any last thoughts on Lovebirds. Um, no, it's, I'm it's, gonna say it like it's, it's it's not even worth background noise. It's hot shit, dookie caca, like I said earlier. I did I, I truly God. felt like Hellboy is worse. Hellboy I truly worse. felt like I gained nothing from this movie. I'm gonna Hellboy I'm gonna stand worse, alone. I'm gonna say this one's worse than Hellboy. I found some odd amusement out of how like messy and bad Hellboy was. I just feel like Lovebirds for me was so poorly made and that was worse than just it being a bad movie. It wasn't just a bad comedy. It was a bad movie that felt like it was also poorly made. I hated it. I yeah. I feel like it was just a very typical rom-com. Yeah, that's what it felt like to it, it, If you like rom-coms, you'll probably oh, like I will this. say, I loved the last scene with Phil from The Amazing Race because I love The Amazing Race. Yeah, I just liked it because it was Phil. That was kind of funny. I, I'd give this movie... I'd give this movie... Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna give a... Like, it was like, a, okay. I, I don't have to think about it while I'm watching it or when I'm not watching it unless I'm rating it on the crate spectrum. <laughs> That's a new thing. Tate's Great Spectrum. So if you don't listen to this episode, I will not sponsor Tate's Great. I'm not going to explain it every week. Get a box of your favorite films from Tate. 
boxes are empty. There's no DVD, yeah, but he'll send you DVD boxes. He'll send you. He'll send he'll you send cut out uh, printed pictures of the film you should watch. Yeah, and a, and a custom action and a QR code <laughs> for what you don't know. <laughs> and my HBO login. I don't. Anyway. Add his HBO, yeah. So, um, anyway, moving on to, I guess, what we've been consuming this week. I, I've i been, you know, predominantly trying to finish the last book, I know, sue me, of Lord of the Rings. Um, trying to start reading more. And this brings up something that is basically a sin. Um, it's probably on that website, Riley, is that... Arvin has not finished the Lord of the Rings trilogy, and it bothers me greatly. I'm I'm sorry. Well, has he? I don't started know what to tell it? you. No, I, I, just I can to tell. Call you out on the podcast. I've I've seen the first yes, two, and I've seen like, all the Hobbit one movies, and a, but oh, I haven't oh. seen the last Lord of the Rings movie. He hasn't seen. Yeah, the dog, best watch of it. The six films. I will. It's on my list. Just I mean, like, where it. on the list? You. Own it's not like I'm opposed to watching. I will watch it at some point. I. It's. No, watch probably it right not. Today. Watch it today. Watch it right now. Uh, Give us a live reaction right to you watching it. I'm it's sure it is. I don't do doubt. It. All right, what's There's everyone? Like I don't. I'll I'll say what I'm reading. I think that's fun. Anyway, um, I have started reading Andrew okay. Yang's book. Um, hold on. Let me let me find the name. I don't have it in front. This of me. movie would be much better if an Andrew Yang cameo. Oh, it's called The War on Normal People, and it was written like a year or two ago, and it oddly predicts not coronavirus, but the recession we're in right now, and also talks a lot about how to economically recover from it, and I think he sheds an interesting light on how um, UBI plays a really important role in that. Cool, cool. Um, I guess back to what I'm watching, um, I... Yeah, still working my way through Curb Your Enthusiasm. I think I'm on season six or seven. It's pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. That's what he says all the time. Um, it's it's a it's a funny funny show. I highly recommend if you're just looking for something uh, light and interesting. Hopefully, I'll finish it soon so I don't have the same answer to this section every week. Hmm. Um, I've been. I'm still watching Brooklyn Nine Nine. I but not, not return, return of the king of the i've been watching avatar the last airbender as everybody with a netflix account should be um oh i watched the midnight gospel i finished that it was um it's really cool actually it's so each episode is a an episode of a podcast done by the one of the creators and like the main character uh duncan trussell is i think his name in real life did you talk, did I think I mentioned it, but I now understand the show yeah. better. It's literally just the animated podcasts. They they took podcasts that he did with all sorts of people about all sorts of subjects, and then they animated it. And it's pretty wonky. I think I, I looked it up, and it looked kind of like they were trying to spin it like it was some kind of Rick and Morty thing. Like, From marketing, the, the description maybe. on Netflix was like, oh, yeah. this character, this character, like, has you need a different um, high-level yeah, no, IQ I to watch I kind of see it, but it's... it's... <laughs> like Rick and yeah, Morty... No, I mean, check it out. It's fun. Rick and Morty, you need a high intelligence IQ. Midnight Gospel, you need a high spiritual intelligence IQ. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. Oh, if we're talking about things we read... Oh, I did. I did actually... Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, J.K. Rowling is publishing... Um, I don't know if it's... a whole book really but she's publishing a book chapter i guess a book chapter by chapter on her website and it's some unreleased work it's called the ichabog no is it nope. harry potter it's stuff? i i haven't started reading it but it's not harry uh, potter she says it has nothing to do with magic a boy who goes to just something she wrote for her. it sounds like she's trying to pull a um yeah, really that's how they released the martian you know the, yeah, he so he released it because it's writ the book The Martian is written from the perspective of whatever the main character's name is. It's like his entry logs as to what's hmm. happening to him on Mars, right? So, um, 
like in the movie, like when Matt Damon's talking to the camera, like that's just, I, I assume, probably rewritten dialogue from the book. So it's like his narration of his situation in the book. And he would post it on a website weekly um, as if it was him giving updates. So it was like really. And then and then he published the book when it was done, but it was free to read. Something similar to that that I I didn't watch, but listen to uh, was it was called 36 Questions, the musical podcast, and it was a podcast musical. Oh, I've wanted to listen to this. I heard about it. It's really good. I, I listened to it in a car ride recently. It's I listened to it. You know, have you seen the other? The it's like a show. Th- that's like the thing about Kevin Bacon. It's like Kevin Bacon ruined. My no, that's interesting. I, it's a podcast show. It's a narrative thing about this guy who also auditioned for Footloose and thought he did really well in the audition, and he's blamed his whole <laughs> life's failure on the fact that Kevin that's Bacon got the role. That's awesome. Him. And I tried listening to like the first episode with my dad, and it's I thought it was hot garbage. Uh, I've been watching. I've been reading. A better yeah. podcast, actually. Spoilers a little underground. Please, you guys should um, check it out. I haven't been reading much. Like, there's there's Lord. actually a lot of books I need to read. I'm just lazy and like dumb and don't read. But I am halfway through the new season of mm-hmm. My Hero Academia which is really good. Um, It fixes one of the biggest problems I had with the series, which is I always felt like the villains and the antagonists were really weak. The villains are way better this season. It's like one of the most popular anime out right now. And it's part of the multiple, multiple anime that I need to get through. So I would just recommend My Hero Academia in general. It's really good. And it reminds me a lot of like older shonen anime. I mean, it is a shonen anime, so... It's really good. Season three is great. The intro slap. Hmm. No, I thought that this would trigger it. On here? At least yeah, you admit I'm, it. I'm scared of anime. I don't. I can't do it. No, it's just because I I saw Spirited Away as a young child, um, and then the scene where her parents become pigs uh, scared the crap out of me, and. Um, that com- that gave me a nightmare in which my parents turned into pigs and tried to eat. You hate me. to see it. Um, and then the also the paper airplane yeah. scene where the guy gets killed by paper. You're cuts still scared of paper airplanes. Death. And then that combined. No, no, no. It was just the movie. The movie. Oh, I, so I was good. just like, this is an so unsettling good. movie that's supposed to be a children's film. And I remember watching it. I think I sat in like a Disney store and watched it for like. Because oh, Disney like handled all the. But, the, the release the of the yeah. Okay, well, that's why. And the other thing was my brother, my youngest brother, when Ponyo came out, <laughs> he would only watch that movie. And I was just, like, I just hated the movie because I had to watch it 300 times. And, like, I swear to this day that that movie's actually, like, four hours Two long. Are so yeah, Ponyo's not it, great. Like an hour and a half. It's probably the weakest of the Studio Dude, Ghibli films. I had to watch that movie so many times. I had to watch it so many times as a kid. And it's just like, I just don't, I don't like this. I think it was like the the pig scene made me scared of that type of animation. So, Well, lucky for anyway. you and everybody else, all the Studio Ghibli films are coming to HBO Max when it launches. It launched today. It launched today? There you go. That actually like. It launched, I'm going to sign up. I'm gonna sign I up. I kind of actually yeah, launched today, and then 2021, the Snyder 2021, cut. we got Justice League. It's actually called Zack Snyder's The Justice I'm, League. I'm, That's the official have, title like, of the movie. We're gonna have to dedicate a whole. Just, oh, you're right. It might just be Zack Snyder's Justice. I think it's just Zack Snyder's. Well, I mean, he's the only reason. Like, he's just been leaking stuff on Reddit for like two years now. I don't even think he's been working on a new movie. He's just been like trying to cut. He's been cutting the Justice League. He might have been. We'll have to do a whole season of the show just for the Snyder Cut. Like I, I just feel like I'm, I'm kind of excited about that. I I never saw. Yeah, nothing's gonna save the movie. It, it's well because if you look back at the so they announced a big slate of DC films in like 2014, and that included like. Um, Batman vs Superman, Wonder Woman, Justice League 
part one and part two with like Shazam, Aquaman in the middle, um, Wonder Woman two, a, eventual Green Lantern movie. So that part one, part two is what they what Zack Snyder shot of Justice League, and they finished the movie when they screened it to Warner Bros. executives. They hated it, and then they were like, "We need to fix this." And unfortunately. Um, Zack Schneider had had like a big family, you know, enormous family disaster and dropped out of post-production for the film. And that's when the Warner Brothers executives took, you know, a little selfish control over the movie and tasked Joss Whedon with like, quote unquote, fixing it. So they cut the movie, they reshot like a lot of it. And they left out things like Green Lanterns, Darkseid um, being the main villain um backstories for cyborg and the flash like all this stuff that would have very much helped the movie i think um so it's this movie coming out on hbo max is part one and part two of justice we'll league watch it's it. four hours long so maybe so we'll do a two-part episode i don't know for... who knows i'm just hoping all the re all the reshoots are cut out of it because it'll be interesting to see like one director's style i always hate that like with Solo. That was Solo's main problem. I don't think it's a garbage movie, but it was, they reshot oh, 70% yeah. of, the, of what they had already shot of that movie when Ron Howard was came on. So there was still a little bit of like the Chris Lord, Phil Miller, the people who did Lego Movie and Jump Street. Like, it, it, it's just like clashing visions, you know? You can always tell. Hmm. It's weird. No, anyway, you're fine. I'd like to, I, I think we should end by plugging another podcast. It's called Dead Eyes. Um, actor slash comedian Connor Ratliff embarks upon a quest to solve a very stupid mystery that has haunted him for two decades. Why Tom Hanks fired him from a small role in the 2001 HBO miniseries Band of Brothers. No. Oh. Sounds interesting. Um, Arvin, I will say, I believe you get HBO Max for free for a year with your HBO subscription. <laughs> I don't have an HBO subscription. So, but you can. Yeah, yeah, you get one, you could get That's HBO like, Max for a year and then delete the HBO Go one. I still don't know the difference between HBO Go and HBO Now. HBO Max. Uh, HBO Now is, I think, well, there's Now, Go, and Max. I think Now comes with, like, your cable subscription. Now right? and Go are the same program. No. No, 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 no. If you have HBO you get HBO Go. That's how you watch HBO shows not live. Like Game of Thrones, uh, Westworld, movies that have premiered on HBO. And then HBO Now is like a cheaper version of HBO that's like streaming content. And I don't, I, I honestly don't know the difference between Now and Max. But Max has content that Sesame isn't Street. actually HBO. It's like Warner Bros. I think Max is also and HBO stuff. The programming slate for Max is it's a lot more like that. Yeah. I think like they're trying to emphasize hiring um, like female voices and like other diverse voices. Like, which makes no sense <laughs> that they are like, why don't we just make a separate streaming service? There's also, it's specifically content made for HBO Max. It doesn't oh. show up the HBO channel. Or I'm, on, I'm on their website. Stuff. So original content. I'm on their website right now. They have a section in the advertising for it. They have a section called Hit Movies, which is supposed to be like the best movies on the platform. They list eight movies. The Wizard of Oz, Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring, Detective Let's Pikachu, go. Wonder Woman, <laughs> Crazy Rich Asians, Shazam, Spirited Away, and Casablanca. That is such an odd mix. What a weird mix of movies. Remember, Detective Pikachu was shot on film. So was Glee. (laughs) So was Diary of Wimpy. All right, do we have anything else? I think that's it, boys. We made it happen. I think that's it. Pretty long episode. Good job, guys. Um... Tune in next week for our undetermined movie yet again. Um, if you guys have any suggestions for the podcast, feel free to email us at spoilersonlyplease at g- gmail.com and follow us on spoilersonlyplease um, on Instagram and hit us up with any DMs, movies you want to see us talk about, um, any suggestions for the fan podcast, art. new segments, um, fan art. Yeah, we'll, we'll mm. 
we'll describe any fan art sent to us. Um, if you got any original you know, poetry, we'll post read it. it on Instagram. Who knows? Original poetry, we'll read it. Yeah, gift cards. So, send us <laughs> gift cards. Yeah, send us money. All right. Well, uh, thanks for tuning in, everybody. <laughs> it's been good talking about this. Uh, quite uh, angrily charged movie, especially for Chavez corner of the podcast. And um, uh, we'll catch you guys uh, next week with another episode.